Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here for the entire 28 minutes, 28 something, <laughs> something like that. 28 minutes. The whole half hour. Um, we're going to do some biblical bites with Dr. B first, and then we have a weird topic to talk about. If any of you listen to um, Catholic Answers Live and you love Jimmy Aiken and you have Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, prepare to be disappointed. That, oh, no, no, well, okay. <laughs> it's not quite that far. But we are going to talk about mm. ghosts. What does the church say about them? Uh, what the heck are they? Are they real? Did it, how did you say it, Dr. Bergwald? Do they exist? What's Do your, ghosts exist? The yeah. Catholic take. Yes. Very interesting episode. So please stick around for that. Um, oh, okay. So let's do some, I already said we're going to do biblical advice with Dr. B. Yes, so let's do that. Uh, real quick, by the way, unlike Jimmy Aiken, Jimmy, uh, what I love about, um, you don't have the long Jimmy beard. Aiken's mysterious right. world, that, 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 that long red hair and beard. Uh, Jimmy, what I love about that show is on the topics he addresses, so what the church teaches, mm-hmm. the the faith perspective, what the church teaches, what theological views are, but then he also gets into the reason slash science approach. We don't do that right. in that interview. Right. Uh, no, the, we do like not. The, like the scientific evidence kind of thing. Right. We don't get into that. Right. It's more of the it's Catholic. It's only 28 minutes. The, it, yeah. We can, you can only do so much, so much time. <laughs> Just like you can only do so much in a few minutes for biblical bites. Right. Right. So uh, today, Renee is what again? Ask Elise. 28. Did you practice? Did you, did we you know that we chatted beforehand. Yeah. Oh. All right. So it is the 28th Sunday in ordinary time. Um, having said that. Okay. Bracket that for a minute. Okay. If I said to you the following, Renee, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say something to you and I want to know how you would respond. Okay. Um, I know to, how to live in humble circumstances. I know how to live in abundant circumstances. Uh, in every circumstance that I face in everything I know the secret of how to be well-fed and how to go hungry, hungry, of having more than enough and of being in need. What would you say to me? I know the secret on how to Liars. do <laughs> What? I would say, uh, where's God? That'd be a good response. So. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing what St. Paul says in the second letter, which okay. is from Philippians chapter four. So this is the second letter, second reading from mass brothers and sisters. I know how to live in a humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance in every circumstance. And in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of, of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. Like, and this is the part where he, and for just three easy payments of 99 99, <laughs> I will share with That's you. Totally what it my sounds secret. like. <laughs> he goes on. I can do all things. Oh, holy cow, Paul. In him who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Still, it was kind of you to share in my distress. Uh, and then there's a couple more lines there. But that last, the last line that I read, it was kind of you to share in my distress. So um, the Philippians had sent Paul some money. Mm-hmm. He was in need. I don't know what the, what the situation was, but he was in he was in financial need. So they sent him some money, and he's thanking them right, right before where the reading picks up sure. um, in chapter four. He's thanking them. He he thanks them again, but then he he reminds them, I again. I know how to live in humble circumstances. I know how to live with abundance. Every circumstance, all things. I've learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry. 
of living uh, in abundance and with those in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. So I can do all things in him who strengthens me. St. Paul knows that the Lord will not give him anything more than he can handle unless he, Paul, as long as he, Paul, stays rooted in Jesus Christ. Right. When we remain rooted in Jesus Christ, when we we remain in relationship with him and ever deepening relationship with him, it doesn't matter what life throws at me, we can learn how to live in every circumstance. And that's what Paul is saying to the Philippians. So thank you for, for helping me with my need. Um, it's not like a backhanded thing. You just right. say, but I... I'm able to do all this right. because of him who strengthens Well, and he's helping them understand that it's, uh, it, the first way you said it is very much a, I got right. it. This, right. It's like a pride thing. Like I'm yep. my own God. I can do it. Yep. Yep. Because he's, I, I, he, cause he does say, I know how to live. Mm-hmm. I know how to live. Right. This circumstance, I don't live in that circumstance. It's that last piece. It's that last piece. I yeah. do it in him who strengthens me. So this is what, just to me, a good reminder. There's, there's also the other thing, uh, just briefly, um, detachment. Like Paul, oh, yeah. when he has a lot, great. When mm-hmm. he has nothing, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Whatever the circumstances is, when he remains rooted in Jesus Christ, he's able to... Um, to deal with everything that life throws at him. I just think that's a good reminder for us in the world in which we live. Yeah, totally. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today, we get a full dose of Dr. Chris Bergwald. Yes, ma'am. I changed my outfit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, yes, me too. Yeah. Um, so it's October. Uh, like mid-October-ish by the time this airs. Um, You've already seen a whole bunch of Halloween stuff in the Mm -hmm. stores for like three months, it Mm -hmm. feels like. Yep. And of course, this is the time of year where you have ghosts and goblins and all kinds of stuff. And so Dr. B is going to talk to us today about what does the church teach about ghosts? Are they real? I have a feeling some of us are going to be surprised by his answer. Maybe even me. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of scared because you know what? I do not like, I don't like talking about ghosts. I don't like talk. I don't like horror movies. I don't like this stuff because it just really freaks me out. So I'll be hiding under the table halfway through. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you really need, when you get home or whatever, pull the YouTube up and you can tell Renee is super excited I, about the top. I mean, no, I am, <laughs> I am, but, and my husband will tell you, I, I don't like, I don't like this stuff. Yeah. So, but here we are. Right. We're going to wing it. We're going to talk about this and see what happens. Uh, sounds good. So uh, the first thing to to your concern, Renee, um, this this needn't be a spooky topic. Okay. Um, it might be, but it needn't be. <laughs> frankly, frankly, uh, and this is when I talk about this topic. I, I this is this is the thing that I lead with. Um, this is actually, to me, a fascinating and exhilarating one. Not because I love horror movies and can't get enough of ghosting up. No, 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 no. Um, because we live, you know, we, and in certain ways, we do know more today than, um, you know, humans knew for millennia. Right. Uh, that, in certain ways, that's true. But in other ways, we've really narrowed our horizon. And like put ourselves in some ways inside of a little yeah. box and like, oh, isn't it great? Like, we're, we're, we're actually so dumber in a lot of ways. Can ways I just say that? It, we're it, actually dumber uh, in a lot of ways. We're definitely less wise yes. in certain ways. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, 
We know a lot of facts about the world, but our vision of the <laughs> world, we? well, we, we do know a lot of facts, but there's a lot that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really this topic shouldn't in so much inspire fear as it should free us, okay. uh, liberate us when we understand what the church teaches about ghosts and what that implies, mm-hmm. what, what, what the consequences of that belief are. It actually, it, it, it explodes that little prison that our culture puts us in. All right. I'm so, excited. Do you, do you? I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. There'll be no hiding under the table. I don't. I think. Okay. So, we'll um, <laughs> uh, another important point: the church. Like, if you if you right now Googled Catholic Church or the Catechism of Catholic Church, or if you did a, a search of the Catechism for ghosts, you won't find anything. Okay. In the catechism. Okay. What that means is there's nothing formally taught, officially okay. taught by the Catholic Church when it comes to the topic of ghosts. Okay. At least as we properly understand them. Right. However, there most definitely is a broad consensus among saints and theologians um, over the course of all of church history, including today, about this question. Are ghosts real. Okay. Um, so you won't find it formally taught by the church, but, but if you ask, if you ask, um, Catholic theologians, if you read the writings of, of, of saints in the church, church's history, theologians throughout the church's history, you'll find a consensus answer to this question. Okay. So I'm, you're going to talk about all kinds of stuff here, but are you at some point going to define what you mean by ghosts? That is an excellent point. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because I, I think I need a definition of what you, know, you so, mean by ghost. Great. So, so I, I was going to answer uh, the question first, but idea. actually, so let's, yeah. So, so what do you, when you hear the word ghost, mm-hmm. Renee, what do you think of? Um, I would think of someone, someone who's dead. Okay. Um. So you think ghosts it, are real? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to say that. Um, I, I would think of it as someone who's dead. And I guess be, because I don't know anything more than what is in movies and popular culture and stuff, I would assume it is someone who's like caught okay, for lack of a better way to describe it. Like hasn't gone to heaven, hasn't gone to hell, isn't in purgatory. They're just I, somehow they're able to manifest themselves here. Okay. Okay. Uh, with the exception of one little thing you said there, all that was really good. Okay. Um, so, I'll, I'll, yes. I'm done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> so, th- th- by way of of offering a definition, so let's let's start with the word ghost. Actually, so ghost, the English word ghost comes from a German word. Uh oh. Of course it does. <laughs> of course. Geist. Okay. Geist is the German word for ghost. Geist is the German translation of, I don't know what the Greek is right now, but the Latin word is spiritus. Oh, sure. From which we get oh. the English word. Spirit. Spirit. So so etymologically, the word ghost means spirit. Okay. Okay. So it, it etymologically, like strictly etymologically, um, are ghosts real? Well, are spirits real? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now- Having said that, yes, uh, ghost has a bit more of a nuance. So spirits are ac- absolutely real. Right. What kind of spirits are there, Renee? Do you, do you what comes Angels to you? are spirits. Angels are spirits and therefore. Uh, demons are demons, spirits. Demons, because demons are fallen angels. Right. Right. What else? Well, 
I was going to say God is a spirit, but well, the Holy Spirit is spirit. The Holy but, Spirit, God, and God is a spirit, but in a different way right, than right than created spirits. Um, well, we have a spirit. The human soul, yeah, is a is spirit. spirit. Yeah. So there are there are there's uncreated spirits. God Himself, mm-hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, and then there are created spirits, um, human souls and angelic beings, fallen or unfallen. And there are pure spirits. So angels are like pure spirits and. What are we? we are We're Im- messy. We're so here's dirty. the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> the human person is an embodied soul, oh, yeah, yeah. an embodied soul. But what happens when we die? So this is this is getting closer to you. Yeah. They're separated. So if we the ghost, if, if we were going to take the popular sense mm-hmm. of ghost and apply, all right, in light of what we understand um, from what God has revealed to us in Scripture and tradition. Uh, what we understand about the human person, what we understand about angelic persons, and what we understand about ghosts, if we're going to apply that filter, that knowledge, to um, the question of ghosts, we could we could define ghost this way. A ghost is the soul of a disembodied person, a deceased person. Okay, right. The, 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 a ghost is the soul of a deceased person that we are able to sense. Okay. And even more concretely, a person who is in purgatory. So the part where I was wrong is that they're stuck somewhere. Yes. yes. Which is what I figured. Because, yeah. I mean, they like to use this like, oh, he's stuck between worlds. And it's yeah. like, yeah. No, when, that you, when you die, when we die uh, at the moment of actual death, whatever, you know, and what that means in terms of bodily death, you know, brain death mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. We're not medically sure, but whenever, when the soul definitively leaves the body, mm-hmm. we immediately experience judgment and then we go to one of three places, period. Okay. Heaven, hell, or purgatory. Right. Um, so a ghost is, again, uh, the soul of a deceased person that we are able to sense and a deceased person who is in purgatory. How do you know that? So, so it's really important when we have when we have a quote unquote supernatural experience. Uh-huh. When we encounter, um, That's not- I, I hate to use a spiritual entity. Let's okay. put it that way. Okay, we need to discern to the best we're able what kind of spiritual entity this is, mm-hmm. because we already went through the sort of the the. Um, Taxonomy. Demons, angels, yeah. God? Mm-hmm. Is this mm-hmm. God? If it's God, we adore him. Right. Uh, is this an angelic being? Well, if it's an angel, we give it angels reverence. Mm-hmm. If it's a demon, we generally avoid them. We kick them in the face. <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> um, is it a human soul? Well, saints have appeared to human right. beings throughout yeah. history. We don't consider saints ghosts generally. Like uh, 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 the appearance the apparition of a saint, and, and Mary's a little bit of a unique case because she's not. It's she's she's right. Still, she's embodied. Right, her soul and her body are together. True. But uh, but when other other human saints have appeared to people on Earth, we don't consider them that ghosts. That that's that's a saintly apparition. Okay. So that leaves um, that leaves two possibilities. Uh, oh, should I okay. pause here so you can pose your question? Yeah. Or? Because so you just said. A ghost would be someone, a, a disembodied soul in purgatory. Yeah. But if saints also appear as spirits or ghosts, no, no, they're not, not in purgatory. I would say not a, not as ghost. That, that's why if a saint appears to you, they're not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so confused right now. What? Really? Really? Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So the definition of a ghost is that they're in purgatory. Yes. Is that what you're getting at? Because, okay. Does a ghost, th- this is why. So I'm glad you're anticipating where I'm going. All the way, you're, you are like two steps ahead of me all along the way. Oh, this I is great. Uh, no, you are. You asked about the definition and now with this line of thinking, the popular sense of the term ghost, does a ghost bring peace and comfort and consolation? No. No. Saints do. So this is why if we're going to take the popular mm-hmm. sense of ghosts, a ghost is not just the soul of a person who's died that's appearing to me. Because ghost, at least as popularly understood, ghosts haunt places, ghosts unnerve us or scare us. Saints never do that. So that might be more demons. So if we were gonna, so, if we were, yeah. So uh, uh, you're okay. also, see, I'll let you, you are you. <laughs> that's not you're, a bad you're thing. You're leading me. <laughs> I, I'm not deliberately. You were just you're following my line of thought so well that I'm you're 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 a couple it. steps ahead of me. <laughs> so when we have a supernatural, I just want to put a yeah. put a bow on this part of it. When we have a super, when we encounter a, a spiritual entity, we need to discern what sort of entity it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's God, we adore Him. If it's if it's an angel, we revere we revere them. If it's a demon, we avoid them. If it's a saint, we honor them as mm-hmm. well. We revere them as we do angels. If it's a soul in purgatory, we pray for them. Okay. We pray for them. So okay. here's the thing about saints and souls in purgatory when they manifest themselves to us when when we can sense them. Mm-hmm. Again, saints I, I, because ghost has the implication, strong implication of. Fear, scary. That's why we kind of avoid applying the label saint to, uh, sorry, ghost to a saint. Saint, Sure. Saints, again, the general theological consensus is saints are able of their own accord without God's quote unquote permission Mm. to manifest themselves. Okay. Wow. Um, If they want, if they. Heaven's going to be fun. (laughs) I'm sorry. Now, obviously, it doesn't happen a lot, a lot, a lot. It's not, I've right. never had a saint manifest him or herself no. to me. No. So it, it's not like it happens to, as a, as a matter of course. It happens more than we realize, yeah. but it's not like a common occurrence. Like, you know, we've talked about, you you, you and I both have our really, like the saints that really, yeah. like yeah. we really feel connection yeah, with. Yeah, none of them have manifested to me. Correct. You've not sensed. <laughs> no. Um, by the way, sense that uh, seeing, um, touching. Uh-huh. Smelling. Wow. Um, I have heard of people who uh, sense Padre Pio, for instance, by certain fragrances. Yes. Uh, Therese of the Sioux. I was just going to say that. They're roses. roses. Yep. Yep. So those are examples of of how saints, when they, they, they manifest. But again, when a, so a saint can choose to appear to a living, a person mm-hmm. on earth of their own accord. And when they do so, it's always to comfort and encourage. Okay. Saints never haunt. Right. Uh, <laughs> saints are not um, trying to induce fear or they don't induce fear. Mm-hmm. Like they might in, induce awe and reverence, like that holy fear. Right. Like uh, when Gabriel, who wasn't, I mean, he's an angelic being, when he appeared to Mary, she was, whoa. Right. Uh, But she wasn't afraid, like, this is like terrifying, like scary fear. Right. Okay. Souls in purgatory, again, the consensus is, cannot appear of their own accord. They can only do so with God's permission. Okay. So why would God allow? Just going to ask that. Why would God? Why would God? Why and there, there, 
there are three common answers. Okay. And I already anticipated one. So let's ask a question because we didn't finish it. Why would God allow a soul in purgatory to manifest, manifest themselves to someone yes. on earth? Yes. And I already gave one answer. So when we see a ghost, uh, a soul in purgatory, we should pray for them. Pray for them. So the first reason to pray for them. So okay. this is to me really important. We're coming up to, yeah, Hall, you set this up by talking about Halloween and mm-hmm. spooky. It's October. And da, da, da. But November, for, in, the, in the, mm-hmm. the life of the church, November is particularly devoted to praying for the souls in purgatory. We start on the first by celebrating all the saints, all the many, the countless uncanonized saints right. in heaven, the, right. the lowercase s saints. Right. November 2nd, is All Souls Day, where we pray for the souls of the deceased. And we spend all of November, traditionally, the, the, the devotion, the pious practices, to devote November to praying for the deceased. Mm-hmm. Uh, because unless they're canonized, we don't, in fact, know right. where they are. Right. So we pray for the souls in purgatory. So why would God allow a soul in purgatory to appear to us? Because it will be unnerving. Right. Because they're not in heaven. Right. Um, it will be unnerving. So why would God allow that one to pray for that person? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that person really needs my prayers. Right. And so God allows them to manifest them. Again, sight, maybe touch or smell. Okay. Um, so or, or to, sound? Would you hear them? Oh, or sound. Sorry. Yes, sound. I was just sound. thinking about I was like, that. I, was like, I, I, I was thinking about taste, but I don't think that, 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 I don't think that, that ever happens. That seems a little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're here. Yeah. So yeah. to pray for them. Secondly, God can allow, permit that to warn us. See, that surprises me because isn't there a gospel story about the rich man who the That's poor a man died? That's yeah. a parable. That's a parable. And he wouldn't send him to warn his brothers or whatever. Yep. Okay. Yep. But, but now but that was a parable that Jesus used for a different purpose. If if they didn't believe Moses, they're not going to believe somebody came from the dead. Um, this it's like an apparition that way. Why do we need apparitions? Sure. Uh, well, true. Yeah. You know, I mean, an apparition always points us to Jesus and His teachings. Mm-hmm. So a soul, a soul uh, in purgatory who manifests themselves to me in order to warn me is always. Here, to warn him, right? The way that you're going is not because you're 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 being right. you know, a miserly and blah 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 blah. Do we assume it's oh the warnings are always about like your soul? Uh, that's the a good question. That's soul, a, you know, some, is it like hey, don't get in that car; it's going to blow up. When uh, you get in there? Well, yeah. So I think warn <laughs> sometimes that way. Sometimes it's broader warning about something that's going to happen. Okay. Um, so it might be about my soul, but it can be a warning in general. Okay. The third reason why God might allow a soul in purgatory to manifest him or herself to us is to help. Okay. So there have been instances of ghosts helping uh, the person who's alive in some way, shape, or form. I could use some help doing the dishes. Like that'd I, be not sweet. that kind of help usually. <laughs> oh, you know, shoot. like I think, like okay, like I don't know that there was an actual instance of this, but along the lines of helping solve their murder. Oh. You okay, know, sure. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which in movies, we see that kind of thing. And the yeah. person comes back from the dead. Uh, right. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> how the movie, portray- how Hollywood portrays ghosts it, and what we, the consensus theological view of this, it does not always jive, but, but they, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so ghosts can manifest themselves to us with God's permission 
for the consensus is for these possible reasons. Uh, but again, this is unnerving. So there are hauntings. So when, when there's, when there's a haunting, um, it's either ghost or a, or a demon. Yes. Yeah. Ghosts are not trying to scare us. They're not trying to cause chaos. Ghosts don't like physically do do damage in a, in in a, in a, in a, in a formally speaking ghostly haunting. Okay. Demons do. That actually makes me more scared. Thanks. (laughs) Demons. So hauntings, demonic hauntings are possible. Yeah. They, and, and they do. Yes. They They have and do happen. They, they, they can and do, they have happened. They do happen. They can happen. Um, and ghosts uh, and, and demonic hauntings, they're trying to cause chaos. There's oftentimes physical damage that's done. Um, and they're trying to sow confusion. Yeah. And they are trying to induce fear. A ghostly haunting is not trying to induce fear. They're trying to, again, encourage our prayers for them or pay potentially for something else to warn us about something, but not, not to scare us yeah. or to help. Yeah. A demon really does want to scare us. Yeah. I think we're going to have to, maybe, I don't know if you are an, any kind of expert on this, but uh, I'd love to talk about possession yeah, at some so, point. Because when you talk about... Um, uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear, I've heard people say, uh, a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. And I'm like, yeah, well, again, so just real <laughs> quick know. on, real, uh, okay. You have like one minute. If I have time, I'm going to come back to demons in a minute, I'll, okay. but I'll answer your question right now. Okay. Unfortunately, there's not a consensus because some exorcists, okay. uh, I, 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 am actually pretty confident now that I say it. you can be Christian and be possessed. Now, can you be in a state of grace and be possessed? Yes, that, that's the- That, I, I, I don't know if that's clear. There might be a clear answer that I'm not aware of, okay. I, but I, I, that I feel like I, I hear divided opinions right. from right. authoritative sources yeah. on that particular question. Yeah. But, if, but if it's a ghost, again, so I want, if it's a ghost, um, they, we, should, we shouldn't be afraid or wrathful, like, get the heck out of here. No, we, we, we should be sympathetic and we should pray for them. Yeah. Um, they deserve our sympathy and our prayers, not fearful wrath. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're coming up here to Halloween and, you know, what does the church teach about ghosts? Nothing formally, but there's this broad consensus. Yeah. If it's a ghost and not a demon, pray for them. God's allowing this person to appear to us for some reason. They might be asking for our prayers. They might be trying to warn us. Um, they might be trying to help us. Don't get into a conversation. Okay. Ghosts, generally speaking, won't. Demons want to. Oh, they want to confuse us oh, and mislead know. us. Yeah. Um, don't get into it. Chat. Right. Uh, pray for them. Maybe they're getting some signs to warn us of something. But, but above all, be not afraid. Right. Oh, be, because they need our sympathy and our mm-hmm. prayers, not our terror and anger. <laughs> I feel better. I mean, there's still the other scary part of it. There is. <laughs> At least there I know. Is. Just kick that one in the face. And That's right. Along. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Sprinkle <laughs> some holy water. Right. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Bergwald, for coming in and telling us about that. I know you're going to talk about this topic uh, at a Theology on Tap. Yeah, well, Pious Pints. Pious Pints. Pious Pints in Hartford. Yep. Um, St. George of the Parish in Hartford. But um, Buffalo Ridge Brewing Brewing okay. um, in, in Hartford, Maine and First, I think, is yeah. the intersection. Did that get rescheduled now? November to... 7th. Okay, great. So if you want more, because there's probably more. There's I have more. a feeling. Yeah, he, he can't fit it all in. 20 minutes. All right. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. 
Uh, if you haven't found us yet on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at SF Diocese. And if you have not taken that survey in the Bishop's Bulletin yet, please jump on into the Bishop's Bulletin and scan the QR code to go do that. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.